welcome to the late twitches. We're late. You can blame we're new, me. But we're late. My body is broken. It's a okay. It is. I think it's important to you know get rest when you need it, dude. For real. And let me also just say, May happens to be Ehlers Danlos Awareness Month. Hey yo! So let me bring awareness to sucky bodies. Yeah, that's it. And and speech and scene. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So here we are. Our episode that we promised y'all. It's here. Just a couple days late. No big deal. And Fine. we're excited because. Uh, I mean. Miss, as we, if you've watched slash listened to the anniversary episode that went out Monday, um, we talked about how Laura here does the majority of the notes for our witchy episodes. <laughs> so I'm proud to say that Laura has put together a really exciting topic for today. Yeah, it it, it was a slight program change. Nothing for you to worry about because you didn't know. So. <laughs> We were gonna we were gonna do an ethical witchcraft and then it don't work out so the next time we'll do an ethical it's fine. It's fine. If you fine. wanna know how to research and to be ethical, tune in in two weeks. Yes. Um our ethical witchcraft series is our most popular series, I think. And of our if, two, um, we haven't started the second one yet. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> the most popular. Okay. <laughs> And I guess unofficially, if you count our four beginners, is kind of a series because we have a few different episodes that are like that, like astrology for beginners or moon That's magic true. for beginners just... or dream work for beginners. So we have three episodes under that category. But either way, ethical witchcraft seems to be the most popular. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, you know, we have that coming up. So we again, we, we stagger our themes. We do witchy one week and then the next week we'll do spooky where we cover paranormal and uh, true crime and then we'll have witchy again so yeah we'll have our um, ethical research episode coming up yeah hella exciting but for today you present it you're the one who wrote the notes I'm just gonna say what it is because I gave you the intro this time we are going to go over working with the elements. I mean, yes. like what the elements are. It's a very like full picture of the elements. We'll just say that. We'll say that. Yeah. 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 We hope to cover the elements in all of its different facets. Um, so before we jump in, jump in, though. Let's, you know, do our little banter that everyone loves slash hates. I have, I have no idea if people like our banter, but I, I do love do. catching up with you in the beginning before we jump in. Yeah. So how, are you, so how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Graham just brought me my back pillow. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. That's really nice. It's helping with a rib. Um, I'm tired. Ooh, did you have a, a rib that popped out? Yeah, it's I've had a rib Oof. and uh, my shoulder, my left shoulder and uh, my my SI joint. If you don't know where that is, it's like your mm-hmm. 
in your pelvic area in the okay. center. Like if you are pregnant, you tend to have issues with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it stretches when a baby comes out, which is wild. That's that is wild. Yeah. So. So for people who probably don't know, because I don't think it's a commonly known thing. And, you know, can you do like a, a succinct explanation of what Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome is? So I kind can. of understand what you kind of go through. I can definitely try. So Ehlers-Danlos is a genetic disorder. And most people don't know they have it until they're much older because doctors don't really know to look for it. Um, there's 13 different types of Ehlers-Danlos it's over the years, it's gone through changes in terms of like how they classified it. So some people might be like, I'm a type three or now hypermobile is just what it would be called. That's what I have. Um, 12 of the 13 types, you can find out if you have it through genetic testing. Um, but the one and only one that they do not have the genetic marker for yet is the hypermobile type, which is what I have. And it's also mm-hmm. a big reason why it takes people so long to get diagnosed. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically your body produces not just collagen, but like all of your connective tissue, your skin, uh, your blood vessels, tendons, tendons, ligaments, cartilage, the lining of your stomach and intestines. Like you, you have connective tissue everywhere within you. Most people have like a good quality connective tissue. I like to describe it as like like a bungee cord. Like you're going to tie mm-hmm. something down in the back of your car. Like say you have a nice truck and it's beautiful and it's amazing and you put stuff in the back <laughs> and then you want to tie it down. That bungee cord has just enough pull to secure it and then you know that you know it's going to stay in place. And you can rely on the bungee cord because it's nice and strong. Mm-hmm. People with Ehlers-Danlos, their connective, connective tissue is similar to an elastic hair tie. Very, very stretchy. Mm-hmm. And over time, you stretch it and stretch it, and that hair tie just like doubles or triples in size because that's what happens with that, that elastic. And pretty soon you realize, oh, shit, it used to take me like two twists and my hair stayed up fine, and now I'm twisting it like five or more times, and it's not staying in place. There's no more give to it. And that's basically what happens with Ehlers-Danlos is things get stretched out, and they don't go back. And what can happen is your body tries to overcompensate, and muscles try to do the job of tendons and ligaments, and they're really not meant for that. And it can be really painful because you get – either partial or full dislocations and um, you can end up with pinched nerves and a lot of people end up with like extreme fatigue because your body's working overtime to try to keep you together. Yeah. And digestive issues are really common because, you know, that's all throughout there. Um, It's, it's a mess. It's a literal mess and it's, there's no cure because you can't, can't really, all of a sudden make good collagen collagen supplements do not do anything mm-hmm. um it, it, it's no, i hate when people suggest that to me I'm like i don't i don't make good call i don't need more i need better <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um 
And the symbol for it is a zebra because a lot of times when people are in school to become doctors, they kind of go by the listen. If you hear hoof beats, think horses, not zebras. If someone has a headache, just assume, okay, maybe they're dehydrated, not tumor, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Ehlers Danlos is kind of that zebra. You have to look at all the signs and piece it together um, to get diagnosed. And most doctors either aren't trained in it or they have no clue what it is. And that's terrifying as a that's patient. That's wild. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm so happy that you finally did get your diagnosis then. Mm -hmm. I really I know it was only really recently. Mm -hmm. July of 2019. Yeah. And then it's just been a slew of like talking to like, different specialists. <laughs> so I remember there was a time where didn't you like think it was lupus? Yep. I got right? a clinical diagnosis of lupus. Uh, trying to remember the year. Was it 2012? 2013 they had done a bunch of tests they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me i had a lot of the classic signs of lupus um mm -hmm. including and they still don't really have an explanation and honestly i haven't had it in a long time but i had a, a they call it a butterfly rash across the face right. and nose I've heard of that yeah and um there were some other things and they tested me for it but the doctor i saw said you know there's just so many factors you fit it there's nothing else that I can think of. So he gave me a clinical diagnosis, which just means that there's no test to prove it. Um, mm -hmm. And so for years, I just was walking around assuming I had lupus. It made sense to me and that my immune system really sucked. I took medication super briefly and stopped because it didn't help me. I felt worse because duh, it suppressed my immune system. <laughs> right. And um that was really wild to think, okay, I have lupus. And then it was, this doesn't seem right. Like that logically doesn't make sense to me. At one point I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which I actually still have that on my medical record. They did not take that off just because they said, well, we can't. I mean, you have Ehlers-Danlos, you could have both. Oh. I think they just kind of... Mm -hmm. For, for, I don't know, they left it on there, but that was actually given by a doctor who laughed at the suggestion of me having anything different. He barely checked me for Ehlers-Danlos. I know now that he was checking me for it. And yeah, like one of the things that they look for specifically in the hands, they look to see how far back your pinky goes. Oh, shit. And then they also check to see how far your thumb can go to your wrist. Damn, girl. Yeah. <laughs> if you could see this on camera, guys, this is wild. <laughs> and then I'm trying and I'm like, I could do that. No, I can't. Nope. So that's right. They look for that. They look for this. And so he looks at my hands. He goes. What? That was his check. So he barely that moves them check. around. Barely moves them around. He like is moving my joints in weird ways. And he goes, um, so he's not properly trained. Really then. not. Really not. Because the fucker goes, you're not very flexible. And I said, yeah. that's wild because I've just always been flexible. I used to be able to put both feet behind my head. 
And he goes, oh, okay. And at the end of it, he goes, oh, the f- makes me so mad still. He finishes ex- his exam. Oh, no. Before that, he asks me, have you ever dislocated anything? I said, I don't know. And he kind of looked at me with like a, a little like grin how do you on not his know? face. <laughs> right. And he's, he was like, you would know. I said, I've had things happen where I've wondered I've always wondered if that was a dislocation but they weren't in areas that were like shoulders and that's all I've ever heard about people dislocating right so I don't know it was it's never been confirmed and he just was like you would know laughed it off finishes his exam arrogant ass dude he gets in his chair sits back he goes okay so clearly you've been googling things what do you think you have and I was so mad I just stared at him and I was like, I don't know. That's why I'm here. Yeah. What kind of answer is that? And he just kind of looked at me and he goes, well, you have classic fibromyalgia, which then I just want to be like, why the fuck did you ask me then if you were going to follow it up with, well, this is what you have. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And that's almost like almost like mocking you like ew. Exactly. And one of the biggest reasons, his two big reasons why he thought that's what I had was because one, he asked me some questions at the beginning including have you ever been um sexually assaulted? And I said yes. Mm-hmm. And the second one was some of the areas I said as I was experiencing pain. So the areas I was experiencing pain, he said were the classic trigger points for fibromyalgia. Which then I said, okay, but what about the other areas? Like, those right. aren't the only ones. I have pain right. in the others. He goes, eh, it can radiate. I said, okay. And he's like, and um, it's really common for people who've been assaulted to develop this later in life. It's kind of like the body's response to it. And I'm like, is that proven? Oh, it's I've not proven. I have heard it. Um, Lady Gaga actually has talked about that. She has oh. a diagnosis of that, the fibromyalgia. Um, but it's not a proven oh. thing. They're studying it. Anyway, I was pissed. I was really mad. I talked to my doctor. She gave me a referral to a, genetic, a geneticist. I saw a genetic mm-hmm. counselor and a geneticist. And within, like, the, I, I met the geneticist and she, like, real quickly did the check for Ehlers-Danlos and she's like okay you're hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos <laughs> like <laughs> done <laughs> didn't have to convince anybody of anything like listen to me or look at this I was like doing this doing she's like yep 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 all right check on all the all the things and um they also went over like family history mm-hmm. and she was like you know the genetic counselor said it sounds like there's people in your family that might have it too because it is genetic oh um and they just don't know it and maybe it doesn't affect them badly enough to warrant finding things out but i'm me i want to (laughs) know yeah and yeah it's the people who finally get diagnosed like have to hardcore advocate for themselves And I bet being a woman, it that unfortunately didn't even help. At, like it made things worse. I'm sure. Nope. And I have to because say, <clears throat> women just aren't taken seriously. Mm-mm. All the people that helped me were women that like helped mm-hmm. move things forward. 
Yep. Though I have to say the only male doctor I've come across that I love is my gastroenterologist. He, as soon as I told him I have Ehlers-Danlos, he's like, all right, what test do you want to do? Let's do it. <laughs> well, I'm not saying like all like doctors suck or only male doctors suck. Oh, no, no, suck, no, no. But, totally. But yeah, it. I mean, I think it helps when you're working with a female physician because they have that perspective. Yeah. Of being, you know, a woman. I just feel like. It can help. I've had, not always, but. Yeah increases your chances yeah um <sighs> this is not at all like pff, what you went through at all but i mean i've definitely experienced that like when i um tore my achilles at the gym mm -hmm. first of all that fucking sucked <laughs> oh my god it hurt so bad i there there was a volleyball mom when I was um, younger. I, I did volleyball for 10 years. And there, I remember there was a mom that was in a cast for months. And that's what she did, like, while she was playing tennis. And I remember her describing what it felt like. Like, she said, it felt like somebody took a metal bat to my calf. And I'm like, wow, that's a wild feeling. She's like, I felt like I was hit by something. Yeah. And ironically... Um, this was back in like 2017. So Kevin and I were in our first year of dating. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember it was November 1st, 2017. I'm at the gym. Gavin goes off and he like is, you know, in the weightlifting area. And then I go to the gymnasium because it's volleyball night. And I finally got the courage. I'm like, oh, I haven't touched, you know, I haven't been on the court in years. I'm going to do it. And I go and I'm like rocking it. And then I do like the simplest move of just like like stepping laterally to my right so i'm pushing off my left leg it wasn't even a very sudden movement where i had to be agile it was like the simplest thing and i felt that exact sensation and i just knew because i remembered that volleyball yeah. <laughs> mom the mom of my teammate saying what that felt like and when I saw so at first, I thought actually, no, honestly, initially, I did some think that somebody might have like been trying to go for the ball at the same time I was and then hit me uh -huh. because the pain was just like and I was blind. I was on the floor. And as soon as I kind of came to consciously to be aware of my surroundings, I looked around and saw nobody was near me. And I'm like, I just tore my fucking Achilles. And. Luckily, Gavin said what he was going to join me later. So he finally comes and he sees that, like, my leg is elevated. Um, so far, it's just the other people that were playing volleyball that are helping me out. They haven't, like, alerted the staff yet. And um, I tell Gavin, I'm like, this is, like, really, really serious. And I look at the other guy that's, like, helping to keep my leg up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I, I need help. Yeah. And so they finally alert somebody in the staff. The trainer that comes and he's like the one that's like assigned for like first aid mm -hmm. the first aid certified guy i guess and he comes and he looks at gavin and he's like what happened i'm like i'm the one that's on the floor in pain he right. wasn't even here when it happened and i'm i'm like actively talking to him saying like oh like i made this movement i felt this pain like somebody hit me and um, something's definitely wrong. Like, my, my leg feels weird. I think I tore something. Mm -hmm. And he's like, let me take a look at it. And he kneels down. He puts one knee up. And he's like, just rest, rest your ankle there for me. And I'm like, uh-uh. I'm not going to put pressure on where it hurts. Yeah. 
And he just wouldn't take no for an answer. I'm like, sorry, I can't do it. Like it's, it hurts. Uh, I, the slightest pressure on like the back of my calf or like my back of my ankle is going to hurt. Like it, it hurts. Like I can't do it. And he's just like, just rest it. Don't worry. Like he wasn't listening to me. <sighs> and as he's doing this, he's also like looking up at Gavin. So like what exactly happened again? <laughs> and I finally like foe just like put my foot there, but I'm actually flexing my quad just to like appease him. Which pissed mm-hmm. me off. He's like, no, 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 relax it. And I'm like, I'm not going to. Yeah. And he kept saying that I had just rolled my ankle. And that, you know, just send me home um, with some Advil and ice it. And I'll be, you know, dandy in the morning. Like, oh, this happens. Have you, have you rolled your ankle before? And I'm like, yeah, many times I played volleyball. I know what yeah. a rolled ankle feels like. This isn't it. And he's like, oh, sometimes, you know, maybe this just was just a nasty one. Um and he's like, here, like, you know, we can get you like a, a crutch. I'm like, I cannot put any weight on this foot. First yeah. of all, it doesn't even feel functionally sound. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously there's a, literally something loose down there. <laughs> and this guy and Gavin have to like carry me like mm-hmm. a princess. Like, <laughs> you know, one arm around each of their shoulders. And then each of them had one of my like legs, my thighs. And that was, that's how I was carried out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And he like rolled his eyes at me where I'm like, I can't put any weight on this. Or because like he was like, he rolled his eyes because he, we, we had to do this extravagant to his perspective, like dramatic, like, oh my God, like we have to carry you like this all the way out. I'm like, yeah, because I tore my Achilles and you won't listen to me. Right. Fucking idiot. Yeah. And then I went to the ER after that and they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you tore your Achilles. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> oh, that, I know. <laughs> that feeling though after like a dealing with a guy like that having a validation feels so good. You want to rub does. it in their face. It does. I still think about it sometimes going yeah. back to to that rheumatologist and being like my physical therapist confirmed I had a dislocated rib and a shoulder and you thought it was nothing. Yeah. Idiots. Idiots. Oh, well, hashtag feminism, hashtag Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome Month. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you explained that. Um, and yeah. I also love how you explained the whole zebra thing because I knew that that was one of the mm-hmm. like symbols for it. Um, so that was cool to hear. Yeah. Well, we'll move on to our episode 20 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed this uh, little banter (laughs) and catch up. I think it was all all important things that we were talking about. But on to the show. So working with the elements, let's get to it. Um, Obviously, like elements can be used for so many different things. I mean, there's like the literal elements. And then I think of like elements in astrology, elements in tarot and like, you know, with each of the suits and stuff. Um, And you can like really work with elements no matter what your practice is honestly most witches work with at least one element if you think about it and of course we're talking about like earth air fire water um so the concept (laughs) of elementals oh bless you sorry (laughs) so sorry um so the concept of like elemental states of matter this is really cool this has been uh with us since 
the time of like the ancient Greeks at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were the air, earth, fire, water, um, is what we now call the four classical elements. Um, and these things were discussed in great detail by uh, these ancient Greek philosophers. I remember like, I don't know what book it was, but like they believed that each molecule of, of each element was like a different shape or it was just, mm-hmm. they're basically just like thinking about um, pretty much they were trying to get to the bottom of atoms before they knew what yeah. atoms were because they thought yeah. that atoms were literally just molecules of air, fire in different combinations yep. creating matter, which I think is like, hey, like with as little scientific knowledge as you guys had, that's, you know, pretty impressive that you got there just with thought. Seriously. It just goes to show how amazing humans are, like, to go to the lengths of trying to explain and understand their world. Yeah. I think is one of the things that's really unique to humans. Um, So these four substances were said to pretty much make up all matter. Like I said, um, nothing physical existed that was not composed of one or more of them. Again, they just thought that every single physical object had some sort of unique recipe combination of those four classical elements. Um, The element paradigm informed the medical practices of Greek society, as well as their spiritual traditions, and ultimately came to influence the discovery of the physical elements of modern chemistry today, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. That was where the um, balancing the humors came from, I believe, right? Yeah, so like um, black bile, yellow bile, this, yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so the Greeks were definitely not the only ones to try to like understand the world around them, of course, or even like try to grasp the idea of all of the, you know, of, of things arising from a handful of like, you know, natural phenomena. Mm-hmm. Um, this concept is also found in one form or another in ancient Egypt and Babylonia. Hinduism, Buddhism, um, and religions within China and Japan. For me, I'm just thinking also like Ayurvedic yeah, yep. principles, you know, like when someone has too much fire, you balance it with water or, mm-hmm. you know, um, definitely, definitely see that. Um, of course, a lot of these are like Eastern. Yeah. You know, uh, what's civilizations? That was what I was looking yes. for. Eastern civilizations. Um, so Eastern traditions differ slightly in the recognition of the elements. For example, uh, there's Chinese astrology mm-hmm. and they distinguish the earth-based substances of wood and metal as individual elements in their own right. So that's kind of like, they're their own categories. There's not mm-hmm. just like one earth element. Um, while ancient Indian philosophy Mirrors more like the original Greek system, but adds um, akasha or space as a fifth element. Which is so cool. Yeah. I mean, like negative space or like, I mean. Yeah, I just I just find it. No. Yeah, that would be interesting to dive in a little bit. I'm interested also like dive into kind of how they distinguish akasha from like just air. Right. Like, you what know? exactly they mean by that. Exactly. Or maybe they it's... look up, I don't know, maybe they had an understanding of, like, outer space, which would be weird. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> that would be very impressive. 
right? I wouldn't put it past them. Indian, the whole Indian like um, philosophy around this kind mm-hmm. of stuff is pretty impressive, really. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, Ayurvedic stuff is just so intriguing to me. It really is. Well, okay, then let's break down each element, kind of give like an overview of, um, I don't know, kind of all the parts of them. Yeah. So I'll, I, in no particular order, like literally, because I didn't do that for some reason. Normally, I always start with fire. <clears throat> but we're going to start with earth because we're both earth signs and earth is the best. So I go. feel like that was maybe I was like, <laughs> I just want to do this one first. Subliminally. <laughs> So first is Earth. The alchemy symbol is an upside down triangle with a line through the center. And this is kind of, I think, important to know if it's you, you're wanting to use Earth, but you don't want to have like a physical thing of Earth. You can use a mm-hmm. symbol of Earth and this would be a good yeah. symbol for that. Um, if you believe in the elements and their directions, we're going to mm-hmm. cover that too. So Earth's direction is north yes and there are some sources that attribute certain colors to earth but they vary so we didn't include that just because i mean when you think of earth i think most everybody first thinks of like green yeah it's like at least modern and generally yes you know society-wide people think of green when they think of the earth yeah so i i feel like that's one that is totally open for your own interpretation in your practice yeah we've mentioned in like when we very briefly and very long ago covered a little bit about candle magic and even mm-hmm. though there's like widely known associations of colors it if you're using this in your magic it's up to you right just you know prefacing that totally because there's definitely color psychology that holds holds water because Getting into whole like branding and why they use certain colors, like why fast food places use yellow and red. There's a reason mm-hmm. for it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, this is a little bit different. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, so some some qualities of Earth, and this is very loose. Um, Earth is seen as being grounded, practical, steady. It embodies responsibility and work, like literal work, materialism, anything that's physical, um, our tangible world. Is that Gavin? Yeah. Now he's being a little shit because he has an audience. (laughs) Is this important? I have an episode to record. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's such a ham. Oh, excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. Hi. Uh, so gracious. <laughs> oh, so, me, so generous. You want, so me kind. Do my bit? you want me to do my bit? <laughs> How do st- celebrities stay cool? They have many fans. No? Get out. Did you hear about the Italian chef that died? He passed away. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. (laughs) Honestly, though, not all air signs. Aquarius and Gemini. I think they're some of the funniest people. Fucking A, man. 
You can never just let me have the spotlight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he has to take it and then give it to me. Does he have Leo anywhere in his chart? Oh, you know what? Leo rising? I think so. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? Let me actually. Okay. Ready? Yep. Sun, Aquarius. Moon, Libra. Hmm. Ascendant, Cancer. Okay. Which I don't believe. Then a fuck ton of Capricorn. Like Venus, Mars, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune are all Capricorn. Dang. No wonder you guys like work so well together. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty much just like Aquarius, Capricorn, Cancer, and then one Libra. Yeah. Lots of air. So qualities of the element Earth. Earth is mm. grounded, practical, steady, responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earth is where we look to when uh, we're thinking about work, like doing literal work, going to work. Yeah. Materialism. I don't know if you heard that siren. Um, <laughs> it, this is also like the physical, tangible world. Yeah. That's represented under Earth. Earth is represents our basic needs, our sense of safety and security, our purpose, mm-hmm. self-worth, um, our work ethic, not just like going to work, but our ethics there, um, receptivity, and our physical body. So. Earth cannot be changed into another element. Earth's strength is based on its solidness, its endurance. Uh, If you remember our astrology episode, I was comparing the Earth signs to different kinds of trees because they're fucking solid. Um, Earth Earth lasts and lasts. Earth is solid. You can't make it smaller or greater than it is. Earth doesn't move unless something makes it move. Earth can keep people, places, things warm or cool. Earth resists attempts to move it. That's why we're so stubborn. Um, And (laughs) Earth is receptive to other elements, all other elements, but mostly water, which makes sense. Earth needs water. Yep. Fire is very rejuvenating for Earth in small doses. And air and Earth just kind of have, I think, kind of a cohesive relationship it helps earth reproduce and it also earth creates air so Uh you know they go together like peas and cheese (laughs) they don't go together though peas and cheese i don't think i mean you you can try to to make it work broccoli and cheese is a thing broccoli and cheese is definitely a thing so peas and cheese can be a thing too i just think that sounds fantastic if you have some pea soup, nice little crumbled, you know, grated parmesan. Yeah. Yes. That sounds yes. good. Sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay. So Earth, that's Earth, <laughs> the element. Obviously, we're talking a little bit about people, too, because Earth elements in general actually come into play with astrology, clearly. Yes. So if you remember, Earth, when it comes to people, um, is Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Those are the earth signs. They rule yep. the second, sixth, and seventh house. Or earth rules them, those houses, I mean. So the earth personality, if you're an earth sign or you have a heavy influence of earth in your chart, 
your personality is most likely going to be pragmatic and sensible. You're going to tend to adhere to common sense and to believe in what you can see with your own eyes. You work hard, self-disciplined as children. Your uh, teachers probably described you as mature for their age. <laughs> Love that comment. Um, and as adults, you probably stay in the same job or business for many years. I know Capricorns, you guys tend to be known for your work ethic. But honestly, a lot, all, all Earth signs tend to have a really good work ethic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I Capricorns, think, um, Capricorns are just Capricorns like... Get, we're like go-getters. We are constantly thinking of how can we... Like, we get the promotion, okay. But now how can I get the next promotion? Yeah, you guys are like, I'm going to be the CEO. Like, yeah, that's yes. that's my job objective. And then the other earth signs are going to have different ones. Um, but they're all going to be work objectives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that, that being said, they're not boring signs. That may sound very boring to some people. They're not. They are very deep thinkers and mm -hmm. they do prefer to keep their private thoughts to themselves. But if they open up to you, that's a pretty big deal, um, especially mm. because. They can be very stubborn and inflexible. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they believe that their way is the only way. I'm pretty sure when you're right, that's just, it's just how it is. I don't. It's not that my way is the only way. It's, it's the best way. It's just. It's like the Mandalorian. This is the way. <laughs> Clearly, we are two Earth signs, so. <laughs> Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, earth signs or earth people, they tend to dig their heels in and refuse to th see things from different angles, which is why I thank my lucky stars for my uh, air signs. And mm -hmm. earth people tend to distrust and fear change. We like what we like. But they also tend to be like the best homemakers, which kind of surprises some people. Some people would think like water signs tend to be really good homemakers. Earth signs, we're the best. We make the best decorators and designers and builders, but we do struggle with materialism. We like our things. We are mm -hmm. not minimalists. We are, what is that called? Max maximalists? Yeah. Yep. That would be us. Earth signs tend to be more cautious and conservative when contemplating ideas. It's very true. They're dependable, determined, success-oriented. And I think yep. that's where those signs come in. Success is defined maybe by different things with different signs. Um, yeah. um, and they should be careful not to focus so hard on the finish line because they may miss the experiences of the journey. It's really hard to live in the present for me. I'm just like, I'm always like, you know, what's on the horizon? Just going for what's on the yeah. horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good reminder to just enjoy the now. Absolutely. But my default is like, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, so that's Earth's qualities of, you know, the element itself, but also its influence in people. So why would you work with Earth? Well, listing all why those things you above, work with I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but really, I mean, if you're looking for abundance of anything, Earth is going to be amazing. Um, mm -hmm. If you're feeling very like out of body, like maybe a lot of anxiety or th things like yeah. that, work with Earth. 
Um, you have some sort of physical illness, if you're seeking stability, if you really, if, I mean, obviously if you're feeling out of body, you're going to want some grounding, but no matter what's going on, if you want grounding earth, um, if you're looking for strength, a lot of people think you go to a Mm -hmm. fire sign for that. You're going to go to earth. Um, if you need sustenance, if you're looking for inspiration, again, most people might immediately go to fire. But if you're looking for that long-term inspiration, you're going to want yeah, Earth. Like endurance yeah. is our our game. Yeah. Because I, I think back to like when I was in Orange Theory and we would have like different days and there was like um, endurance um, and power. Mm-hmm. And so that was like more like your explosive power, like your energy power. So I always feel like that's a good way of like um, distinguishing the two strengths. Like when people think of yeah. fire as strength, like they're going to have that explosive right. power. A fire like can be super zero to powerful, but they don't last. They don't last forever. I mean, I guess they could if you keep feeding it, but like, yeah, once it burns something down, it's done. But a tree, tree's there. Tree's going to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, if you're looking to make a connection, especially with yourself, if you're looking to do self-improvement, um, or if you're just looking any, any sort of home matter, earth is creature comforts. Exactly. Earth is excellent to work with. So, and sex. That's true. Yeah. Could be sex. Sex, I think, got to a little bit more on fire. Yeah. I mean, this is the like the connection. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Um, so how to work? How to work with Earth? Number one easiest way, as weird as it sounds, physical activity. But yeah. physical activity that's like a solo thing, not a team sport or anything like that. Go for a walk. Go for a hike. Um, do some stretching. Things like that. Number two, go outside. Feel the ground touch plants, spend time in nature, um, just really spend time taking in what you're experiencing while you're outside, what you hear, Mm -hmm. what you see, what you smell, what things feel like, um, if there's any taste in the air, as weird as that may sound to some people, I swear it's a thing. (laughs) If you have a garden or if you have like a plant or something, simply taking care of it, plant art which I think is kind of cool, like making art with plants. Topiaries. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, crystals. Yes. Crystals are from the earth. They are a fantastic way to connect to earth. It can be a representation of earth 1000%. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is where the sex again kind of comes in. Self-connect. Self-connect in a sexy way. Make love to yourself. Yeah, you and only you. Treat yourself to a nice vibrator. I don't <laughs> care if you don't have a vagine. Flick the bean. <laughs> and, you know, non-vagina havers, don't be afraid of the back door. Just try it out. Promise. You might like it. So, yeah. Self-connect. However that needs to be. Um, work on your belly breathing. Not just is, is that good for your breathing, but it's good for your, your body. Um, therapy. If oh, you are trying to reconnect yes. with yourself or anything like that, I mean, hello, therapy. Um, Self improvement, therapy, they go hand in hand. They kind of do. And I feel like all these signs 
therapy is a good way to connect with them in different ways. So this is like if you're having issues with yourself. Also, very practical way, if you have like an altar, put money on the altar. Nothing is going to symbolize materialism better than a dollar bill. Um, you can take or paint pictures of art. Fill your space mm -hmm. with plants. And finally, my like absolute favorite, easiest way to connect with Earth is eat healthy meals. And by healthy, I mean, I'm not saying like, I'm going to shop at Whole Foods only. Like, just get some vegetables, yeah. things from the Earth. Whole, whole foods, but not the place. The, the things the whole yeah foods. we don't we don't need pretentiousness yeah in our meals just we don't need a peeled orange for 10 bucks no wherever you get it from grocery outlet dollar <laughs> store i don't care if it's from the earth it's from the earth that's all that matters so some fun things if you remember tarot if you remember tarot <laughs> ever heard of it ever heard of that guy <laughs> um the tar tarot correspondences would be pentacles or coins or discs, depending on your deck. Yeah. And I thought a very fun thing to do since we mentioned the tarot correspondence is to include like an example that can go across each element. So I picked the queen mm -hmm. because yeah. why not? So the queen of pentacles is down to earth and practical hard worker. Mm -hmm. So if you want something done, this, this is your card. Um, she can be a gossip and will interfere in other people's lives occasionally. But also the Queen of Pentacles, whenever whenever that card comes up, it's always a call for me to um, work on like my retreat, like at my home, mm -hmm. or if it's like something in, your, in my bedroom, like how can I make my home more of a sanctuary? Exactly. Um, maybe I haven't, you know, been restful in my home and like what can I do to make, mm -hmm. to find peace in it? So she also very much represents... Um, you know, not because it's a woman, but she very much represents like uh, home housekeeping, homekeeping. Your homestead. As well. Yeah. And, and like I've said before, the materialism. Materialism doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a bad thing. It's your things. It's your physical, tangible things in your life. Yep. They can hold yep. huge meanings. So that's the queen of pentacles. So then finally, I was looking for ways like ritual. Um ideas for rituals for connecting with these. And I actually found a great series on flyingthehedge.com. She wrote a whole series about connecting with the elements. And actually, I'm going to pause here a moment. Um, I included these, but if we're short, if we're running like over time, we can just like skip these and just skip the rituals. Yeah. And then like, if people are interested, I'll see what the final time is. If it's over two hours, I, I might. Okay, because, like... I, I want to try to fit them in. We're at Earth, and our little timer up here is already 57 minutes, so I wasn't yeah. sure. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I found this great series on flyingthehedge.com. It's a blog written by um, someone named Willow. So, if you want to learn more, I would recommend checking that out. So, their ritual for connecting to Earth includes... Um, oops. Finding a quiet place outside in direct connection with earth, or if you can't be outside, get like a bowl of earth, um, like soil or salt. Mm -hmm. um, get a blanket if you're going outside, if you don't want to be like directly on, on there. And a quartz crystal. So 
Begin by sitting quietly in your chosen spot, whether it's a field, forest, wherever. Um, If possible, place your feet and or hands flat on the ground or in the bowl of earth that you've chosen. Feel the coolness of the earth on your body. Close your eyes and breathe deeply and slowly as the coolness slowly embraces you. Burp. Imagine roots sprouting from your feet and hands. I must leave you lots of notes to cut things out. (laughs) No, I'm keeping that one in. Okay, good. Sinking deep into the earth. Again, go to this blog to actually get the writing of this. I'm just telling you. Follow these roots in your mind's eye, watching them penetrate deep into the earth. When they stop growing, send out your energy and ask for the earth to nurture your soul. Feel the nutrients from the soil enter into the roots you've placed and travel through your mind, body, and soul. Continue to breathe deeply and slowly, embracing the calming, stabilizing energy of the earth. Continue this visualization for as long as you can, soaking up the nutrients and nourishing your soul. Like become this, become a flower. Mm-hmm. When ready, retract the roots back into your body and open your eyes. Hold the quartz crystal between your hands until you fill it warm with your energy. Once warm, blow lightly on the quartz, further infusing it with your energy. Burry. Burr. Why does it sound weird to me? Berry. Berry. Burry. Bury well, the it's quartz. Like, it's written like Burry. <laughs> Bury. <laughs> quartz. <laughs> Bury the quartz in the soil nearby or in the bowl of earth as a thank you. Thank the earth for her loving embrace and if possible, send some, spend some time exploring the area or sitting quietly with the earth on your altar. Be open to receive any communication earth may have for you. The lessons she has to teach us are different from which to which. Um, so she says, I can't say exactly what you'll experience, but the message will be important. Mm-hmm. And then when you're finished, take a deep breath, thank the earth for its time, and be sure to journal about your experience. Keeping detailed notes is an integral part of any practice and will help you keep track of your elemental magical journey should you need to come back to parts of it later. The messages you may have received during your ritual should be written down immediately and may require some research on your part. We will link this in the show notes. Yes. And this is just For... a tidbit. I would like check them out. Check them yeah. out. All right. On to water. Um, I'm excited for this one because I have water in my big three. I am a cancer moon. So I'm emotional as fuck is what that means. What's your rising? But Scorpio. Oh, yeah. You got two water. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. So, yeah, I actually have two. I always forget that Scorpio is water. I know. It's so easy to think it's not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's easy to think it's like a fire yep. sign, but it's not. It's it's water. That one is kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. But anyways, um, the alchemy symbol for water is an upside down triangle. That's it. No lines, just upside down triangle. And its cardinal direction is west, which is kind of easy to remember. Water, west. Um, water. Water. Quit. Cool whip. Um, (laughs) qualities of water. Um, I mentioned emotional, Mm -hmm. so emotion for sure, 
love, feelings, empathy, adaptability, um, maybe some you know mystery, secretiveness, art, flowing, uh, move energy and information, your inner world, like what happens within you, intuition, peace, um, healing, trust, all those cool fuzzy feelings kind of stuff. <laughs> Very much, um, you know, and for those who haven't listened to our astrology for beginners, like uh, your moon is like what, what's happening in, in your internal world. Yeah. So very, very similar to water. It's just what's going on within you. Mm-hmm. So when we think of water, like the real deal it's in itself, it's, we think of water, it's transparent in its pure form. Um, it can carry very heavy objects. It reflects things. It can't be made smaller than it is. It will expand to fit or fill any space or shape it's given. Uh, that's where that adaptability, flexibility comes from. It will take the shape of whatever it surrounds it. Flows very smoothly. Less smoothly than air, but still. Mm-hmm. Very, very good flow. Um, and, it, and water reacts to fire, but less than air does. Right. So like water, water kind of has a calming effect on fire, whereas air does. feeds the fuck out of it. Exactly. So it's like they they both react to it, but they have opposite mm-hmm. effects on fire. Yeah. Um. So water can be changed into other forms. Obviously, with like we think back to like our science class in elementary school. There's <laughs> <laughs> there's vapor or steam, right? Mm-hmm. When it's a gas, and when it's a solid, it's ice. Obviously, when it's a liquid, it's water. Um. Water keeps people, places, or things warm or cool. Not as effectively as air or earth do, but they, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, I think it, it's more associated with cooling. Again, that like calming effect. Yep. And water won't move by itself. It needs to be stimulated by something. And it will, it will absorb things, um, including air and fire. And water is the only element that can penetrate earth easily, no matter what the condition of the earth is. And if you think of like how. I always think water is kind of small but mighty, like when you think mm-hmm. of how it can over time split a rock just yeah. by drip by drip. You know, water is a powerful thing, whether it is like a white water current, white water rapid, or it's just, you know, a water drop. It also makes me think of the, the, the water drop torture technique. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, Laura, I love your mind. <laughs> It's a scary place sometimes, but I love it all the same. (laughs) It's nice in here. (laughs) (laughs) So water people, as far as, you know, astrologically speaking, there are three signs, Cancer, Scorpio, which we both talked about, and Pisces. So if you're any of those people or you have any of those signs in your chart, that's water. And water rules the fourth eighth and twelfth houses again that's in astrology mm-hmm. water personalities very sensitive and emotional they usually make decisions based on the way they feel and they are often right 
Um, water people are sympathetic and empathetic. They will take on another's pain and suffering as if it were their own. Oh, like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> they are compassionate and loving. They are also very flexible and willing to adapt to any situation. So huh, very opposite to Earth. We like to just have things be as it be. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, water people are also very often psychic. Um, which, you know, is both a blessing and a curse. It depends on the person. For me, it's a little more bothersome than than anything. But for other people, it's a great gift. For me, it, personally, it's just because I haven't really worked on developing those abilities. But water personalities often suffer from self-esteem and confidence issues. Oh, my God, I really feel seen right now. Because Un- <laughs> <laughs> even though I have a lot of earth, I also have a lot of water. <laughs> Um, underneath their calm exterior, there could be a like a fuck ton like tornado. Yeah, a tornado with like a cow swirling in it, like all twister style of emotions. Yep. Like, yeah. Um, when goaded, they may release the emotional storm from hell, or they withdraw into depression. It depends. Mm-hmm. Either they express it outwardly, or they just, you know, wallow in it. Yep. The water signs can be very enchanting, um, also very charismatic, uh, but risk having too much, too many mood swings if not aware of their tendencies. Um, it's obviously very dangerous, like psychologically speaking, it's very dangerous to rule everything by what you're feeling yeah. at the moment. Um, so it's very good to be, if you're a water person, to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, people with psychic abilities are often water signs, like we, like we mentioned. So why would you want to work with water um, if you're having a hard time emotionally? If there's if you're feeling like you're taken advantage of, you don't want to take things for granted, perhaps, or if you're seeking help to adapt or to make change without like losing yourself. Those are all great instances to work with the element of water. So how do you do that? Um release your emotions through tears, words, or some other expression. You can dance or play music you connect with, very Pisces. Write down your feelings, drink water. Mhm. Um thank the water you drink, even the one that you sh- even the water that you shower or bathe in or wash with, all water instances in your life, be thankful for it. You can take a shower or bath. Ooh, I love me a self love <laughs> bath ritual. One of my faves. Um, You can go swimming. Keep a glass or chalice of water on your altar. That's a great way to represent water. Not the only way. um, But, you know, if you like to have your elements represented on your altar, you can do that. Um, Keep track of your water intake via via an app or some other method. Um, Also, did we say tears? (laughs) Cry. Just cry. (laughs) Just sob. (laughs) And, um... Yeah, this last one's going to sound weird, but like, yeah, uh, urinate <laughs> is another way. If there's like, especially if it's, you know, you need to release mm-hmm. and just like physiologically speaking, scientifically speaking, like you are literally releasing. Yeah. Like waste. And mm-hmm. it's a great way to also release stress hormones, too. So, I mean, I think that's yeah. like the twofold effect of like if you're not feeling so great within your body. Um, or you feel like very kind of stagnant, something stuck, 
drink a shit ton of water, flush that shit out. Yeah. Or I guess I should say pee. Flush that pee out. <laughs> so tarot correspondences to water is um, the suit of cups or otherwise known as chalices. So when you're working with tarot and you see those come up, those are going to be talking more about your feelings, emotions, all those things associated with water. So an example card, keeping on theme with the queen, queen of cups. She is emotional and empathetic. She's your best friend. Like She just gets you. She always listens. Um, However, (laughs) she will often hide her own turmoil and anxieties. Again, that like internal storm going on. Yep. There's, you know, that's each and every tarot card as we'll, you know, whenever we do our deep dive into tarot, Mm -hmm. each and every tarot card has its pros and cons. Um, And so while Queen of Cups, Queen of Cups is awesome and very emotionally comforting, she does have that tendency. So just be aware of that. Yeah. So a water ritual that you can do to connect with water. This is also via um, the Flying the Hedge. Uh, blog so flyingthehedge.com find a local water source in your area that's the first step in developing a very deep relationship with the elements Uh, is just you know understanding the nature in your local area so i mean it's really important i think in your craft to just be aware of your area for sure Mm -hmm. and know like where's the nearest body of water or like stream of water whatever near me um So the things that you'll need for this ritual, a bathtub or a shower or a bowl of water, something large enough to place your hands in without water spilling over. So like a big mixing bowl, Um, a glass of cool drinkable water and a towel. Very simple. Some sort of big water vessel, actual water and a towel. Perfect. So what do we do? Uh, Begin by running a warm bath or shower or filling a bowl with cool water. Place the glass of water and towel somewhere you can reach it during this ritual. If you're performing this ritual in the bath or shower, undress and enter the bath in a sitting position. Dip a finger in the water and draw an upside down triangle um, around your navel or your belly button. Again, that's that alchemy symbol for water. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with chakras and you like to work with them, um, this would be your sacral chakra, which is associated with water, intuition, emotion, like hence why people often say they have a gut feeling about things. Like your gut Mm -hmm. is your sacral chakra area and that has a lot to do with water, intuition. There you go. Next, close your eyes and enter into a light meditative state. If you're using a bowl of water, submerge your hands into the bowl at this point. Feel the water around you and envision it in your mind. Hold on to this vision and reach your energy out to the water around you. Feel its warmth or its coolness seeping into your skin, becoming one with you while your energy blends with it. Hold on to this moment as long as you can. And when ready, let your mind trace the water down the drain or through the floor back to the water treatment plant or underground out of the river whatever it is travel with the water through the rapids becoming one with it if you are in a bath sink into the water melding with it as you travel try to travel with the water all the way to the ocean becoming one with the salty waves 
Feel the stresses of your daily life leaving you and the wildness of water replacing it. As you travel out into the ocean, feel it becoming calm and soothing. Allow your cares to wash away with it. When you're ready, slowly pull your mind back to your body. You may have found that your light meditation went, you know, deep, deepened, um, and it takes some time to return. That's okay. Slowly open your eyes, and if you are laying down, lay there for a moment before sitting up. Take your time, especially like if it's a, a warm bath. Like, yeah. Definitely want to take your time. If you sit up too quickly, like, you know, you might get dizzy and stuff. So just be careful. If you're using a bowl of water, remove your hands and lightly dry them with a towel. Grab the glass of water and close your eyes. Envision a blue or silver upside down triangle in front of you. Then visualize it sinking into the glass, infusing the water with the power of the, wa- of the water symbol you just experienced. Swirl the glass in your hand slowly swirling the symbol of water into the glass. And when you're done, drink the glass of water, thus allowing the element to become one with you. Sit drinking the water until the entire glass is gone. Not only will this help you join with the spirit of water, but it also helps ground and rehydrate you after your journey. And when you're finished, lightly towel off, thank the water for its time. Be sure to journal about your experience. Keeping detailed notes is an integral part of any practice and will help you keep track of your elemental magic journey should you need to come back to parts of it later. And that's water. Perfect and simple. I just love these rituals. Just Yeah, they're great. Fantastic. Fantastic. So now we're going to randomly jump over to air. Yeah, do it. Which I think is actually kind of perfect. We just talked about water sign being like your moon, your inner thoughts and emotions, and world, and mine is air. So this will be a drastically different (laughs) look on things. So the alchemy symbol for air is a triangle with a line through the center. Its direction is east. So some qualities of air are intellect, thinking, really anything to do with the mind, communication, being very ungrounded, flighty, spirited, inventive, uh, it's questioning, it's our breath, our literal breath, um, and air helps us see the minute details of a problem. Um, And brain chemistry is a big part of air. So air is clear in its natural state. We can't see it. Air carries energy and light things. Air reflects objects like a mirage. Air can occupy whatever space is available. It can be compressed or expanded. Air reacts to energy, so can it so it can become hot or cold depending on what's influencing it. Air flows easily, even more easily than water. You can change the shape of air by surrounding it with a frame, case, or container. Air under specific conditions can be changed into either a liquid or a solid substance, and the status depends on external circumstances. Air can keep things, people, or places warm or cool. Air doesn't move unless something moves it. Air is necessary for fire. And air is light in weight, but has great power. (coughs) So... 
this is where, as we get into air people, which are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, people always give Gemini such a hard time for being that kind of flighty, like here and there kind of people and Libra being very indecisive. These are kind of air qualities, but these are people with great minds who Mm -hmm. are going to be amazing at communication, which is why I will always assume that they are the funniest people because they have that wit. Yeah, that's what Gavin is good at communicating is his wit and humor. Just, but if it's to let you know that um, Christmas is not pajama party anymore, it's formal, that he won't communicate. You'll just be embarrassed. That'll uh, <laughs> slip through the cracks of his mind. Hmm. <laughs> so let's get into this. Air people, which, by the way, air rules the third, seventh, and eleventh house. So air people are detached and intelligent. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to stand back and assess situations with clarity. They love new ideas, but their need for constant change means they rarely stick to one place, job, or person for long. And I have to say, as a person with like a lot of air and a lot of earth, these are very conflict. I'm stable and grounded, but also like blow with the wind. Mm-hmm. But it's a balance. Yes. Um, So their broad perspective allows them to see patterns and calculate outcomes. They're very good at being in the right place at the right time. They're good communicators. And if they have enough patience, are good at explaining complicated concepts. Keyword, if they have enough patience. On the negative spectrum, air personalities can be flighty and sometimes cold hearted. They seem to lack substance or have solid opinions because they they can be swayed. They they are the mm-hmm. people who, when you ask their opinion, will be hesitant to give it because they have the thinking of, well, this is what I think right now, but if I get more information, it's probably going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I swear to God, that needs to be more fair than it is. Um, they tend to go whichever way the wind is blowing. <laughs> saying (laughs) and so can get themselves a reputation of unreliability but they're alert they're observant they're witty they're able to analyze the abstract and handle complex problems which makes them useful for jobs of like public servitude such as a judge you want someone to have like to be like what is that sweden switzerland switzerland sweden (laughs) (laughs) you want someone to be switzerland it's It's going to be an air sign. Air signs can be calm and collected, um, but they they really are. They're not known for being patient. But specifically with nonsense, which is hilarious, because, again, I think they're some of the funniest people and like will pull the funniest joke out of their ass. When you're like least expecting it. Um, And also don't 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 ever bait an air sign. They're not going to go for that. Nope. Can't do it. So <laughs> all that being said, why would you work with air? <laughs> well, if you're feeling stagnant, if you're looking to expand your mind and your options, mm-hmm. if you've been having difficulties communicating, mm-hmm. if you're looking Fun. for answers for anything If you are looking to connect with your spirit guides, 
with spirits in general, with your ancestors. Air is excellent for this. So how do you work with air? I know I mentioned this with earth, but breathing exercises. This is more this is more about your actual breath, less about its effect on you. Study, read, learn a language, research things that interest you. Find something to really nourish your mind, something to take in. Do puzzles, play games. Um, give your mind a specific task to help it focus with clear intent rather than like letting it spin its wheels. I feel like mm-hmm. air signs and like ADD kind of sometimes I see them yep. on the same page. Yep. Um, plan activities or plan a trip, plan out how you're going to make things happen. Like again, give your brain something to do again, therapy, <laughs> get that mind working. Maybe it's therapy like with somebody else. Wind chimes, Ooh. which I love. Um, sing. Using your voice, your breath to make something yeah. and simply open a window and feel Get the some wind fresh air. on you. Yeah. Yeah. So the tarot correspondence is sword. And the example is my favorite, the queen of swords. She is often my identifier card. More often than not, I just will randomly choose her. We're, we're, we're besties. It's a thing. <laughs> so the Queen of Swords is clever, truthful, and straight-talking. She does not suffer fools gladly. She can also be cunning and manipulative, and you have to look very hard to discover her softer side. So she's going to show up when you maybe need to hear, like, a harsh truth. Yeah. She's not going to sugarcoat it. Um, like Quite literally, you could think of her words as being sharp, like a sword. She's very complex, too. Yeah. She's very complex. Um, but you gotta, she's strong, strong lady. Mm -hmm. She's a good lady. I just love her. Anyway, (laughs) connecting to air. Um, this is again from flyingthehedge.com, the blog. There's a number of ways, but let's, let's stick with this one. So first you're going to find a quiet place to sit where you will be undisturbed. Um, They're suggesting a blue or yellow candle and wrote that this is optional. And another optional thing is they suggest blue agate or chrysocolla. Why is that one not ringing bells to me? And blue cayenne. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that one up. So this is how you're going to do it. I'm going to look it up on my stone app. Okay. Begin by sitting somewhere you won't be disturbed. If you're working indoors, this is the this is best performed on your altar, especially if you already have um, your altar dedicated to air. If you're choosing to use the candle, light it. Blue is the color of communication, truth, and peace, while yellow is the color of knowledge, concentration, and air. Again, whatever works for you, that's what you can choose. Um, and it's completely up to you if you even use one of these. Envision your intent to connect with air through your breath flowing through the candles, aiding you in your connection. If you're using crystals for this ritual, such as blue agate or kyanite for communication or the chrysocolla for listening, blow on the crystal to cleanse it of other energies and infuse it with your own. Hold the crystal in your hand and close your eyes. 
Breathe in for two seconds and breathe out for two seconds. Then breathe in for three seconds and out for three seconds. Continue until you get to 10. Once to 10, continue this monitored breathing, feeling the air around you being pulled into you, filling you with peace, wellness, and life. As you blow out, feel your stress, ailments, and fears leave you. Continue this breathing exercise for at least five minutes, but 10 minutes is best. Allow your mind to clear and be open to any messages air wishes to communicate with you. After five to 10 minutes, gently open your eyes and slowly begin breathing as normal. You should feel completely relaxed and connected with air. It's not uncommon to fall asleep during such a ritual or be sleepy when finished, and that's that's okay. If you fall asleep during the ritual, it's a sign you need rest. Try the ritual again later once you are well-rested. Snuff out the candles and thank the crystal for its help should you have used either in your ritual. And again, use your journal for reference and blah, blah, blah. And I have to say, I forgot to mention this with air. And of course, because it's me, there's a bit of a connection between air and Odin. So Odin was the Mm. god who was known for breathing life into us humans, thus creating our life. Why he's considered the all-father. And Odin is also known for, you know, kind of sacrificed an eye for more knowledge. So, like, yeah, he's an air sign. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. He's an air sign. (laughs) Airhead. (laughs) (laughs) You sent it to me. I did. It's pretty. That is pretty. Oh. Oh. I love the writing. Whoever writes the copy on this is amazing. They almost make it sound like it's like a a water kind of a sign. The waves, the flow. Yeah, it says it's a powerful water stone. But it has, yeah, that communication thing in it. So So cute. It Venn diagrams (laughs) with air. Um, If y'all need, like, if if you're into crystals or you want to get into crystals, honestly, I love this, the stone app. Oh. I'm going to link it in the show notes. So handy. It and is it's pretty handy. like these. Yeah. And it's cool because you can search by name or you can search by literal vibe. So if you like <laughs> need balance, calm, clarity, cleansing, like they have a bunch of different vibes that you can, and it'll filter it and show you all the different, like, hey, like I need something for communication. And it shows you all the crystals in its database, that is, that are good yeah. for communication or whatever it is. So. I'm obsessed with this app. Uh, I'm tired. Nothing for tired. <laughs> Nothing for tired? Oh, wait. Manifest. Oh, cr- cr- manifestation. Focus, grounding, Sleep. insight. Joy, love, passion, protection. Vitality. Nah, I want to wanna sleep like I'm dead. Okay, well... <laughs> Anywho, right. anywho, so that was air. On to the next and final fire. That's not final. We're gonna we're gonna do fire. It's final. Just kidding. <laughs> it's kinda. You'll see what I mean. Well, yeah. Mm. Of the four, so the alchemy symbol for fire is a triangle pointing up. So a kind of a right side up triangle. Like a triangle. And its direction association is south. 
Its qualities are activity, inspiration, passion, courage, risk, impulsiveness, creativity, impatience, transformation, warmth. That's for sure. Um, protection, connecting to ancestors, courage, vitality, motivation, sexuality. So fire cannot be changed into another element, but it can change from one form of energy slash fire to another. Fire strength comes from movement, makes other people, things, even places move, change, or get going. <laughs> Don't we know it, wildfires? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evacuations. Um, and as we all know, fire gives off heat. It's not heavy. But that doesn't mean it is not strong. Its strength does not come from size. Um, it can destroy water or earth when it attacks directly. Fire people or fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. This is always funny because I always think Scorpio is the fire and Sagittarius would mm -hmm. be water. I don't know why. I just always get those mixed up. See, but I just assume they're fire, fire. <laughs> fire, fire. Um, so fire rules the first, fifth, and ninth houses. And um, people whose dominant element is fire are generally really active people. They tend to attract attention with their sheer force and their, just their personality. Um, they are courageous and passionate. Overall, they ver they're very enthusiastic, happy people who love adventure and new experiences. They are full of irrepressible energy and indomitable uh, nature um this very much is just describing my best friend to ad on the down <laughs> she is a leo um on the downside they can be temperamental and rambunctious and occasionally their energy can burn out like be snuffed out yeah like you know as as just as they can go from zero to a hundred they can go a hundred to zero just like that mm -hmm. um and yeah, so they can be like left like burnt out, a little flat. However, it doesn't take long before they are replenished and ready to go again, leaving everyone else trying to play catch up. Without shadow work, fire signs can be selfish and egotistical. They can have a temper, spicy love life, and tend to be an inspiration to others. And if fire signs aren't inspiring, they are causing up drama or catalyzing karma. <laughs> Sounds like every fire sign I know. Minus, mm -hmm. minus, minus Brianna. She's, she's actually very well balanced with other Oh, that's elements. good. Yeah. That's good. Not like my mother, who's Leo, 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 Leo. Oh, her chart is all Leo. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Is she a triple Leo? Yeah. Oh, shit. Her rising sun, oh, shit. moon, Mercury. Is it Mercury? Oh, man. Venus, Both your parents Mars. are fire signs. Because your dad's an Aries, right? Yep. Wow, how was that? Terrible. <laughs> as, as an earth my, sign. My dad is actually, he doesn't seem like much of an Aries. Um, I, this is going to sound terrible, and I don't mean it to sound terrible at all, but like Aries, it's the first, right, of all the, all the signs. There's kind of an immaturity to a lot mm -hmm. of them. It's really easy for them to act like kids when they need to. Um, yeah. I, I get a little bit of that sometimes, and they're quick to temper. And I definitely saw that mm -hmm. a lot in my dad. I see. Not in like yeah. a bad way. He, I've never really mm -hmm. seen him like legitimately pissed. He just gets more like frantic. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So those are their personalities. So why would one like to work with fire? Well, if you're seeking passion or creativity or self-love, these are great. If you're feeling energetically stagnant, um, if you're going through some sort of creative block, um, and if you're trying to like rediscover yourself, um, and especially if you're overcoming codependency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> codependency. Um, so how do you work with fire? Um, these are kind of pretty like intuitive. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, work with candles, smoke, um, <laughs> sexy time. It's business. Like specifically with another person. Yeah, not not the um I mean it could be with yourself, but particularly, you know, like intercourse. Yeah. Um, exercise and going on an adventure, trying new things, Mm -hmm. new experiences. Um, its tarot correspondence is wand slash sticks slash staves. So an example. Our other queen, Queen of Wands, she can be impulsive, but she is passionate and fiery. She's often a career woman. She is focused and motivated, uh, but she can be infuriatingly disorganized and late. I don't know a single fire sign that's on time. Oh, yeah. For anything. Oh, my gosh. Um, whenever Marie, if you ever hear this, Marie, I mean, it's true, but whenever, uh, Marie texts us and she's like, oh, I'll be there at six. We're all like, okay, so six 30 to seven. <laughs> every, every fire yeah. sign in my life. That is mm-hmm. exactly, that's exactly mm-hmm. it. Yep. 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 So connecting with fire again, this, these rituals brought to you by flying the hedge, um, there are a number of ways, of course, to connect with the element of fire, but one of the best ways is to go outside and feel the warmth of the sun directly. That big fireball in the sky. Um, however, like not everyone can do that or wants to do that. So here's a ritual um, that you can do that can take place either indoors or outdoors, depending on your needs or your preferences. So what you're going to need is a quiet place um outside in the direct sun or you can do a candle or you know inside whatever wherever. um and some crystals that you'll want to work with is carnelian or red agate or fire agate or all of the above begin by either going outside somewhere quiet in direct sunlight or inside lighting a candle maybe you want to do do it just like more secluded indoors it's fine um if you are working indoors, this is best performed on your altar if you have one. That's okay if you don't. Um, and this is also really great, though, if you do have, like, a lot of fire representation on your altar. So for those of you outside, stand comfortably yet straight and close your eyes. Raise your face towards the sun and feel the warmth on your face. Take a deep breath in and deep breath out slowly. Relax, continuing to breathe deeply until you reach a light meditative state. When ready, slowly raise your arms, palms facing up toward the sky. Feel the sunlight on your palms, the sun's rays slowly warming them and traveling through your body. Soak in the light, allowing the warmth and golden light to fill your entire being. 
Visualize in your mind's eye your body glowing bright and golden, radiating, radiating the sun's energy outward. Continue soaking in sunlight while continuing to meditate until you feel absolutely full of energy. Or at least vitamin D. <laughs> You're making a lot of vitamin D during this ritual if you're outside. Yep. But continue soaking in sunlight while continuing to meditate. Oh, I already said that. Um, if you like, continue to hold this energy throughout the day. If you notice it makes you maybe too jittery or too agitated, allow some of the energy to soak into the earth through your feet until you feel better. Best way to do that is just like barefoot, Mm -hmm. grounding, or, you know, directly your palms into the ground. Just expel some of that energy if it's too much. Um, So remember, earth is a great absorber. If you are doing this ritual inside with a candle, follow basically the same routine I just said, the same ritual above, but you're using the candle flame as your energy source. So it can be completed whether you are standing or sitting, and instead of turning your face and hands upwards, direct them towards the candle flame. No matter which ritual you perform, whether it's outside with the sun or inside with the candle, they accomplish the same thing, Um, and they connect you more deeply with fire. As always, jot down your experience in your Book of Shadows, Grimoire Journal. Um, Maybe, you know, you may experience visions, hear voices, or be overcome with certain emotions. These are really important messages, um, so definitely make sure that you jot them down so you have a deeper understanding. Yeah. That's it. That's fire. Now, you would think, you would think we're all done, right? Ooh. Well. Wow. Remember that movie with Bruce Willis, The Fifth Element? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to talk about Lilu, but I am going to talk about The Fifth Element element question mark um not everyone incorporates this in their practice i personally think it's um i use it but but not in the way that maybe others do so when you think of witchcraft a lot of people use the pentagram Mm -hmm. but i don't know that too many people think about like why yeah under yeah understand it Mm -hmm. and one of the many meanings, because there, there are some others, but one of the meanings of the pentacle is it represents the four elements and includes the fifth, which is spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, some may think spirit outside of themselves, but a lot of the times it's your spirit. Yeah. Kind of how you, like you're the tip of that star. So the spirit is, um, it's also sometimes called the ether. Aether, mm-hmm. ether, ether. And according to ancient and medieval science, the ether, which is like a bunch of different spellings, um, is the material that fills the region of the universe above the terrestrial sphere. So this is where I was wondering about um, that space element, if it was like the literal, Aksha. you know. Um, and there, there, there's a lot more to this. Or, or not Akasha. Yeah. Akasha. Yeah. Do not say gotcha. Huh? I thought you said, oh, gotcha. Oh, I, I was saying Ashka, but I'm like, wait, no, it's Akasha. <laughs> Although I do say gotcha a lot. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So I was going to write more, and then I literally wrote in my notes, let's not go off on a tangent. <laughs> um, so the symbolism of this fifth element of spirit is transcendence, joy, hope, wholeness, 
self-awareness, unity, selflessness, transformation, ascension, harmony, mystery, and then some other symbolism um, that I just thought was kind of interesting because we like we like to connect things. So I didn't, with the other elements, connect them to genders because I just honestly felt it's nonsense. But spirit is considered non-binary, and I, I wanted to include that because I liked that. Um, its planet connection is simply the universe. Its season is the wheel in motion, so kind of not all seasons, but simply the motion of going through them. Its direction is central. Its tarot card uh, correspondence is just the major arcana. So very Mm -hmm. much, you know, big events in your life. Yeah. It's all the zodiac signs. And some other symbols of it can be like the infinity symbol, a spiral, the universe, um, even the helix, which is kind of cool. So why... Would you want to connect with spirit? I didn't even write this in my notes. Um, but this is this is your true meditation. This is your working on yourself. And this really is, you've maybe done your work with earth and air and, and fire and water. And you want to uh, balance everything. You've kind of taken all of those energies in. And now you're trying to transform it out into something. And that's why you would want to work with this. It's you. So you should work with it. So the best way to connect with this element is meditation, trance, divination, being one with yourself, connecting to your higher self. And this is also kind of where you can find that connection between your own spirit and big spirit, whatever you believe that to be, whether it's a singular deity, um, god or um like a lot of people will call it spirit Mm -hmm. so it's kind of it's like the bottom of the funnel if you will where you put in all your ingredients and then it comes out your butt straight straight out your butt (laughs) that's spirit oh my god (laughs) And no one knows what that means. No one knows. No one knows what we're jokes. referring to. <laughs> Everyone now is going to be like, that's a really weird inside joke. <laughs> we're going to make it into a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> but that really, that's, 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 uh, that's the symbolism I'm going to think of now when I think of working with the fifth element of spirit. <laughs> Straight out the butt. Straight out the butt. Straight out the butt. Yep. Oh so... Gosh. I I have to say, one of the reasons why this actually no one requested this episode, but I wanted to, I thought we sh- it was something we should touch on just because it does show up in so many other things that we talk about, like astrology, obviously, tarot. Um, it's just because, like, I don't know, my own personal self-reflection of thinking of the things in my life, things that make up my chart, and the connections of it, like being an earth sign. I love my fire sign people, but I I tend to do best when I can take them in small doses. They're good for Mm -hmm. me in small doses. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel really nourished when I'm around water people or people with a lot of water influence. Um, And that's also kind of another way to work with the elements is simply knowing, (laughs) knowing people's charts. 
and spending <laughs> a birth time chart. with the right people, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of weird. You don't want to use people, but it can be kind of an interesting way to to go about it. Mm-hmm. I think um, learning about the chart is pretty huge. Yeah. Um, because I think it helps people with preconceived notions of somebody's sun sign. Yep. Like, oh, I hate Gemini's or uh, Gemini's or Scorpios. They get bad, bad rap too. Capricorns get a bad rap. Um, you know, and people are just so much more complex. Like, just as like mm-hmm. every cap, like you can know several Capricorns, and they're all very different people. Yep. It's because they have all very different influences then their charts are very nuanced so understanding kind of what's influencing people and like if they're really water heavy or earth heavy it really helps understand kind of where a person's coming from yeah and it's it's also i think interesting to for yourself like for me i don't have i have i've like one water sign and it's one of my like outliers so it's not like a core part of me. At least I don't feel it like it's a core part of me. And if that's, you know, the case for you, then that could be an element that you do choose to work with because you don't have that influence. Mm-hmm. And it could be beneficial. So like, I, yeah, you know, I don't really work with water like very magically, but like I, I drink my water every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I spend my time in the water in the bath. Well, the shower. I don't fit in my bathtub. Um, but like, I don't know. I think it's an interesting Girl, way to look at it. I recently bought the, what was it called? I think it's called like the mushroom stopper or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's be- pretty much one of those things where it's like a suction cup that you can put around your overflow drain mm-hmm. in your bathtub. If you have like a bathtub that's not very deep, that. Like it gives you a few extra inches, and it's just so nice to get those extra inches. Maybe I of can water. try. I just I want a bathtub I can like lay in, and not like decide like do I do I want my knees in water? Oh yeah. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> do I want my upper body mm-hmm. in water? Like some of it in water. Mm-hmm. I'm not like oh, yeah super tall either. I'm five seven. But like it's, average. it's still a struggle. It's slightly above average. I mean, average. even I'm below average. I'm 5'2". And yeah, my bathtub, I do have to decide like, all right, if like I want my torso in, my knees are up. Yep. Or if I sometimes I go like on my belly and I'll be like, well, you know, my calves and on are, are in the air or whatever it is. I don't know. But but yeah, I'll also I'll link the the thing that I got on Amazon for those who, you know, maybe have like one of those run of the mill bathtubs, like bath shower combos, and it's shallow and made for children. You know, you just yeah, pretty much, <laughs> and you just want some extra inches of water. And honestly, it's game changing. And it still has like a little slit on the top. It just like brings that overflow level like higher. It's just awesome. So I'll link it. Okay. Because it's 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 you know helped me. Previously, I'd been stuffing the overflow drain with the flushable wipes. I would like oh roll them up like cigars and and then just like stuff it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
don't do that. Um. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope y'all have fun experimenting with the elements. Um, and maybe if you're already familiar, maybe this is a good refresher and maybe taught you something about an element that you didn't, you know, really know about as far as like its qualities and stuff. Um, I love thinking about the elements like when I do my rituals, I like having if you know I'm I'm having like a some sort of like circle oriented ritual where I like put a rep a, an elemental representation at each cardinal mm-hmm. point. Um, I like working with that and um yeah. Uh yeah, they're just really interesting things to to incorporate into your craft and I feel like a lot of us already do. Mm-hmm. But Oh my god, burp. I'll include that one too. Um but yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope you try the rituals from the Flying the Hedge. hedge. Her name is Willow. Flying the Hedge. Yes. I've been on her blog before. Yeah? Yeah. I've I've found it as a resource time and time again. She has some really great spells and rituals um, laid out there. She really does. And I think it would be fun to um, have her on someday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We'll contact her. See if we can get her on. Yeah. All right. That's our show, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tune in next week for our spooky episode. Um, we'll be covering paranormal and true crime. And then the week after that, we'll have our ethical yes. witchcraft episode, our next installment of that series. So thank you so much for listening to The New Witches. I'm Maria. I'm Laura. Follow us on social media at The New Witches, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the social means. Support the show. Become a Patreon member. Um, we give you exclusive uh, patron-only benefits and, and content. You can find us on patreon.com slash The New Witches. We have different tiers there for whatever you know budget you have. Um, other ways to support us, of course, like back to those social media, just give us a like or a follow. DM us. Say hi. We love when people say hi. Yes, we do. Um, yeah, we do. And lastly, another way um, to support the show, we want to hear from you. Tell us your stories. Give us your questions. We have our monthly listeners episode coming up. That's on, on the 13th of every month. And it's your episode. We read slash listen to your stories and answer your questions. You can go to our um, our website, thenewwitches.com. Go to our contact page for the submission form, or you can email your story or question at thenewwitches at gmail.com. Lastly, give us a ring. Call our Google Voice number, go straight to voicemail, and you have three minutes to tell your question or story. And the phone number for that is 707 559 8111. Again, that's 707 559 8111. Thank you so much. We love each and every one of you. Stay kind to each other and stay witchy. But also keep it creepy. But yeah, do that too. (laughs) Bye. Bye.